I'm shook! Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Holly Shook, a Hollywood scandal podcast. My name is Ryan, and I am one of your co-hosts. But more importantly, I am joined by our amazing, gorgeous, wonderful, well-spoken, has a face for the radio. His name is Armin. <laughs> you had to throw in the insult there. What? You have a face for the radio. I mean, you, you come off great over a podcast. I know what that means, Rye. I know that means I'm ugly, and I'll take it. Because no. I may have a face for the radio, but I have a voice for the radio, too. You really do. Actually, I'm not kidding you. I actually have had two of my closest friends text me and say, oh my God, I could listen to Armin talk all day. His voice is so smooth. And I said, well, you don't have to look at him for an hour while you talk to him. So that probably helps. (laughs) We could do this on FaceTime audio, okay, Rai? You chose (laughs) to do it on FaceTime video. No, I love seeing you. It's always a pleasure. You're gorgeous and well-spoken. I mean, what else could you ask for? Thank you, Rai. You as well, by the way. Thank you. I did shower before this, so looking very fresh, more that, fresh than usual. That's why you're just radiating right now. Mm-hmm. You're nice and clean. I thought you were afraid of showers, though. I don't love showering. Um, it stems back to just like a childhood drama that I had. Drama or trauma? It was a drama that led to a trauma. Um, I just find that showers are kind of like gross. It's like, if it's not your own private shower, I'm like, there are other people who like bathed here and they're like dirt and grime are like on the floor. And then like, I'm getting into that same floor. It grosses me out. Um, As you can imagine, college was a nightmare (laughs) um, for me. You didn't shower for four years straight. Not four years straight, but I will admit that there were times where I went days without getting in the shower because I was like... It is so gross. I would rather I would rather have BO than be like exposed to, to the grossness that is like a communal shower. But I got over that fear. I now shower very frequently. Good for you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm like an adult now. So I'm doing really great. Um, yeah. I take showers. I'm adulting. Well, I hate the word adulting, so I will refuse to accept that sentence in regard to me, but... Um, I would also like to say, Rai, before we begin today's podcast officially, <laughs> we're recording this on February 5th, and you know what that means. February mm-hmm. 8th is right around the corner, three days away, so I want to say mm-hmm. happy anniversary of Anna Nicole Smith's death to you. Thank you. Oh my God. Yes. How can we forget such an iconic moment? Um, when I think not- of that date, February 8th, there's only two things that come to mind. It's Anna Nicole Smith's death and the fact that Ariana Grande is releasing her next album. There's really nothing else that could come to mind. Nothing else could have occurred on that day. No, um, nothing. For me personally, as someone who is very unimportant, no one cares about, um, has no stance or presence in this earth, the only thing that matters about February 8th is Anna Nicole Smith died. And Ariana Grande's releasing her second album over the course of five months. So, congratulations to them. Um, <laughs> I hope everyone enjoys this Friday. Um, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> Especially and those celebrating Anna Nicole Smith's death. Congratulations, congratulations to, to you. On dying. 
on February 8th, um, <laughs> conveniently on while I was in eighth grade. It doesn't matter. No, it's not my birthday or anything important. Um, it's just the day that Anna Nicole Smith decided to make everything about her. And technically the day you were born. Technically. It's like, I'm not even that like obsessed with my birthday. AKA I'm the person who says that I'm not obsessed with my birthday and then makes everything about me for like a whole week, but like acts really sly about it. But like that, like act would go a lot smoother had Anna Nicole Smith not died on my birthday. And also Ariana Grande didn't decide to like release an album on my birthday. It's like, I would really like to be supportive of like her death and like been like sad about it, but I couldn't because I was like just annoyed. And then like, I want to like be excited about Ariana Grande's like album, but I'm also like, well, it's like pretty selfish of you to like do it on my birthday. Cause what if I don't want to listen to that on my birthday? And nobody's going to be talking about you. Play play Ariana Grande like new album. And I'll be like, no, it's my birthday. You actually have no DJ abilities on your birthday because you have to play Ariana Grande. So you know how normally it's your birthday. You're the DJ. Whatever song yeah. you want to hear, you get to hear. Not on your birthday, right? No. No. You're listening to Ariana Grande. Which, like, honestly, like, that's fine. But it better be a good fucking album then, bitch. <laughs> like, no offense, Sweetener was fine. But, like, this one better be fucking better. If you're going to take all the attention away from my birthday, it better be better than fucking Sweetener. That's the challenge, Ariana. You heard it here first. This album better be good. And now that I said something about it, she's going to make it good. (laughs) So you're welcome, fans. Last minute studio recording sessions. She's re-recording the whole thing now that I want it to be good. (laughs) All joking aside, though, right? seriously, happy birthday. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I wish I was in Chicago with you celebrating. Um, I'm going to miss you, man. I hope you uh, have a great time. You were in L.A. last year. I know. I was I was trying to figure out what I did for my birthday last year, and I went to L.A. to visit you guys. So, yeah, you know, it was so miserable of a weekend that I decided to not do that again this year. <laughs> Two insults in the first 10 minutes of this podcast. We might as well just get started then, because uh, this is too, new year, this is too new much year. scandal for me. <laughs> I do have a scandal. Okay, so um, the scandal is, like, so random. Well, I thought it was, like, I thought it was, like, well-known news. Like, I thought this was something, like, people didn't forget about. But then, when I started, like... So, I kind of... When I am deciding what scandal I do, I'll talk to my friends. I'll be like, okay, I'm, like, kind of between this one or this one. Like, what do you guys think? And I'll kind of get, like, reactions. Like, oh, that one is getting a bigger reaction from my friends, so I'll do that. So, this one, I, like, brought up to one of my coworkers, and I was just, like, they were, like, oh, what are you going to do this week for your podcast? Because, like, I force all my coworkers to, like, listen to my podcast. And I was, like, oh, I was thinking about, like, maybe doing this. And they were, like, wait, what? And I was, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like that. And they were, like, I completely forgot about that. And I was, like, wait, what? I feel like no one forgot about this. But then, little did I know, I actually forgot about this. (laughs) So you were telling people that there was no way anyone could forget this scandal, but then you remembered that you had once upon a time forgot it yourself. I feel like, okay, so I feel like it's like one of those scandals that was so big when it happened, and then it died, 
And then when you remember that it happened, you're like, oh my God, that was such a big deal. Is it like Bloom Bieber-esque? It's bigger than Bloom Bieber. Oh. I mean, so like when I was doing my research again for this, you know, because I do research for this podcast, I'm very like, just like intellectual, kind of like go to the library, read like autobiographies and stuff. Super studious. This was considered one of the biggest scandals of the early 2010s. And your scandal from last week, Justin Bieber versus Orlando Bloom, was early 2010s. But it wasn't as big as this. So the scandal you're going to talk about overshadowed the Bloom-Bieber feud. Coincides. So I think... Are we on to the guessing game? Guessing game. Ooh, 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 yeah. Guessing game. So, I feel like this one, there's not a lot of clues that I can give without it being, like, totally obvious. But, like I said, the main scandal occurred in the early 2000s or 2010s. Is there a date range or did it occur at one event? Date range, date range. Mm. Um, there is one like moment of a blow up, but it mm. ranged between summer 2012 is when like the scandal occurred. And then kind of like there was questions and details over the, probably the next year. So you mentioned yeah. blow up. Is this a feud between two celebrities? Feud is a strong word. I would say it's a um, falling out, a falling out of two celebrities. So it's a friendship. More than a friendship. More than a friendship. A relationship. A relationship. It was a very public fallout of a very public relationship. High profile, public. Highest profile. At the time, I would say this was the highest profile couple. Wow. Okay. That's a major clue for sure. So we're talking A-listers. Like legit A-listers, Rye? A legit A-listers. I'm not talking Elizabeth Moth, Fred, Fred Armisen. Yeah, you yeah. used the word. Thing. Yeah, you used the term A-list for them, but this is real A-list. No, this is A-list, top of the Hollywood celebrity. Like they were the hot, hottest stars at the time. Are we talking boy actors and, and actresses? Movie a- movie actors, boy and girl. Is Jennifer Lawrence one of the? players in this no but very similar career paths young actress in the time who shot to overnight fame via a movie adaptation trilogy (laughs) okay that's pretty specific but yeah j-law had hunger games so then there's this other actress think of the other like think of the other like movie adaptation, like, book-to-movie adaptation trilogies. Or just, like, sagas in general. I just said saga. Oh, is saga in the title? Yes. <laughs> kind of. I don't know. 
I was never like a fan of these. I, I was never into these like movies or books. Well, we talked about Lord of the Rings on the last Scandal podcast because we talked about Orlando Bloom, but it's not Lord of the Rings. No, I hate Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but you like this I trilogy. Hate, I also hate this like trilogy, but it's not Lord of the Rings. What are the other like famous like young adult like trilogies? Like movie adaptations. Come on. I'm coming to a blank right now. Oh my god. Okay, name like top like movie like adaptation like series is. Series is. <laughs> um, Hunger Games. We have Lord of the Rings. Lord what of else? the Rings. I can't even think of another one right now. Oh my god, you're so dumb. There's Wait. a very obvious one that's not even about this, but like, come on. Can you can cultural you, phenomenons? This was a cultural phenomenon. Cultural phenomenon. Hmm. Oh my god. Okay. It's Twilight. Not, huh? Twilight. Yes, Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that you could not guess that. I thought there were four movies. Okay, I was using trilogies lately. There's three books. <laughs> okay. I was saying sagas. Wait, is there four movies? There's three books, I think. And okay. then there's four movies. I don't know. Y'all, I tried to start a boycott against hashtag stop making three-part books into four-part movies after the Hunger Games um, like final movie came out because it was so bad. There were but five was- Twilight movies. No, oh my god, I hate that. <laughs> I didn't even get into that during my research because I like could not care less. But okay, yes. can I just say you're the worst because you give the worst clues? That was a good clue. No, but right, I was. The problem is, I'm taking you for your word. Don't. When you, uh, <laughs> you it's like you with that. dates. If you say 2010s, it really could mean like the 1990s. I really have no, no. idea. Okay, my dates were correct. The only thing you were taking seriously was trilogy. Okay, sorry. It's a three-book series. Oh, wait. Maybe it's a four-book series. Yeah, there's four books. There's five movies. That makes more sense. Whatever. Okay. I wasn't a Twilight fan. Though. I love how mad at me you got when, in reality, this was all your fault. Okay, but in my defense, I think that most people, when I say, like, cultural phenomenon, like, book-to-movie adaptations, the ones that come to mind are Hunger Games, Harry Potter, Twilight. Yeah, but the yeah, moment no. you said trilogy, you lost all credibility. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> okay, so it's Twilight. So it's Twilight. So obviously, the scandal that goes along with Twilight is Kristen Stewart and Robin Patters- Robert Pattinson were dating. And then Kristen Stewart was caught making out with her director of Snow White, Rupert. Rupert Sanders in the middle of her relationship with Robert Pattinson. I don't think Do I that? ever, no, I don't think I ever knew about this scandal. What? Oh my God. I feel like this was so like such big pop culture moment. I remember when Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson broke up, but for whatever reason, I I don't remember uh, this moment. I really don't. And Rye, by the way, I take great objection to you calling these two A-listers. Once again, inappropriate oh, use. God. Oh, A-list, really? Don't even. I'm saying at the time. At the time? A-list? They were the biggest. Please. A-minus. A-minus. 
No. Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart were the biggest fucking stars at the time when Twilight came out. Talked about hot, mm-hmm. young, tabloids, f- high-grossing blockbuster hits. Right. Like, that's what I'm considering. Like, I don't even like Twilight. I didn't read any of the books. I only saw the first movie. I haven't seen any of the other movies. But I would have considered these two people the biggest stars in the years 2010 to 2013, whatever the fuck, how long that fucking series lasted. And to be fair, Robert Penson's having a moment right now. He's having a comeback. His acting chops have improved. To be fair, I'm going to talk about their careers later, and I actually love both of them outside of the series. So let's get into it. I'm going to... I don't feel like we need, like, a whole breakdown on their careers, um, but I'm just going to give, like, a couple highlights. So Kristen Stewart, iconically, was in Panic Room when she was a child. She won the Young Artist Award for Best Leading Actress in a Movie. So she already had high acclaim as a young actress. She was in Into the Wild. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, what's the... I don't know the actor's name in that. Emile Hirsch, right? Emil Hirsch, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would let him do bad things to me in that movie. Oh, my God. If I bumped into him in the wild, I'd be like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I wish I wish the listeners could have gotten a look at you the moment I said Emil Hirsch because you oh, literally, God. you fell back into your seat. You're kind of, right Yo. now, everyone, I want to paint a picture of Rye. Rye is kind of like kneeling over you know you're kind of like you're literally sitting kind of on the edge of your seat i feel like right now and you're hunched I over am. i am Fl- flies back i saw sweat just all of a sudden pour down your face you got hot oh. you flip back your hair that was a great moment oh okay so backstory on that i read the into the wild book um when i was studying abroad because i was hashtag that guy and i saw the movie afterwards and girl Emile Hirsch in that movie. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. I was so turned on. I was like, I do not know how to handle this man who is a wild, wild creature. Can you, can you like refocus like, and, and like continue this podcast after that Emile Hirsch name drop? I feel like it's over. This is the episode. Emile, everyone go watch Into the Wild. <laughs> right. You're just like Googling Emile Hirsch pics right now. I know. I'm very distracted. <laughs> But Kristen Stewart was in that, and I actually didn't I didn't read the book or um, watch the movie until my college years slash post-college years. So I only knew Kristen Stewart through, like, Twilight, basically. And she's actually really good in it. She, the whole point of Into the Wild is there's only, like, it's, like, the one guy, and then he meets different characters throughout the whole story. So she's only in, like, a couple scenes, but she's really great in it, and... I remember being like, oh my God, like she's actually a really great actress, but she is just like pigeonholed into this like Twilight. A lot of actors have have to choose that difficult choice of like, do I play this like trilogy, like high blockbuster like movie role and make a shit ton of money and became like become like famous international star? But then you get but- typecasted, yeah. But like get typecasted and like maybe like lose my like street cred. Like Jennifer Lawrence had that, like she obviously was able to break out of that. 
But I would say Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson, like, kind of, like, it took them a little bit longer to get out of that because Twilight was, like, so bad. I, I honestly feel like the most famous cases of that happens with famous sitcoms, like Friends or Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for them to escape the shadows of those iconic characters that were in everyone's living room for, like, 10 years. Yeah. So she's actually a really great actress, and so it's there's a lot of people who kind of fight for her credibility. Um, so anyway, so she starts acting as Bella Swan in the Twilight Saga um, in 2008. I found out that she actually was the highest paid actress in the world during the years 2010 and 2012. That's how much fucking money she was making for being in Twilight. Wow. Um, so there's a few... She... Ended up doing Snow White, which came out in 2012, which was, like, the whole, you know, like, moment of the scandal. Um, She's actually really great in, like, a lot of the things that she's done that are in Twilight. Um, (laughs) But then there is Twilight. I mean, y'all, Twilight ain't good, honey. No, I don't think anybody's arguing with you. (laughs) Anna Kendrick is also in Twilight, so there's actually some really great actors and actresses in Twilight who are not, who deserve better. Um, okay, so Rupert Sanders, he is another player in the scandal. He's an English film director. Um, he was actually only known for directing TV advertisements. So he was doing like commercials basically. And then he got asked to produce or to direct Snow White and the Huntsman, which is the movie that starred Kristen Stewart as Snow White, Charlize Theron as the witch of some sort. <laughs> I saw it in theaters and I was like so excited for it. And I was like, this wasn't good. Um, but weirdly enough, that was his first feature film, which is funny because then it became a very scandalous name in the industry. I was like, that's why we weren't giving you feature films to begin with. Because you were going to fuck your f- stars. Um, so a- the everyone in the advertisement game knew this. They were like, he's going to fuck whoever the lead actress is. And they were like, no, he'll be fine. And they're like, Kristen Stewart's the lead actress. He's like, I'm going to fuck her. And then everything went downhill. <laughs> the budget for this movie was $170 million. But at the end of it, it grossed almost $400 million worldwide. So it was very profitable. Um, I saw it, like I said. It was a good movie. It was just, it was fine. It was a fine movie. Uh, he is married to a model, another English model. Um, her name is Liberty Ross, which I can't help but think stage name has to be a stage name. It must be Liberty Ross. Like, please, this isn't uh, like unless her father is Jason Lee, in which case you never know. Doubtful. It's not. So they got married in 2002. Um, so they've been married for a while. Um, fun fact about her: her brother is. Atticus Ross, who is the Oscar-winning composer of The Social Network, which is a great movie. Talented family. Yeah, great great uh, score. Um, <laughs> so they actually moved from England to Los Angeles for him to kind of pursue um, that career move from, from advertisements to TV. And they have two children, a son and a daughter, Skyla and Tennyson. Tennyson? Tennyson? It's a little bit of a push for me, but since they're British, I'll let it pass. 
I'm loving this new branding of yours where you're just getting into critiquing celebrity children's names. Well, it's ridiculous, you guys. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Tennyson, really? And it's spelled T-E-N-N-Y-S-O-N. And then the daughter's name is Skyla, not even Skyler. Oh, I thought you said Skyler. Oh, no, no, no. It's S-K-Y-L-A. Skyla. That's actually like, just a, a case of writing out the birth certificate too fast. They just forgot to write the R. It was too quick. They only had a little bit of time. They had to make yeah. a, they had like a tickets to the theater. They're like, we're just going to leave it at an A. Yeah. It was like, oh, wait, we got to make the show. We got to make the show. They had to run out of there. And they didn't do it intentionally. They just forgot to fill it out. I don't blame him for cheating on his wife. Like, if that's what she wants to fucking name her kids, it's like, all right, well, I would try to get out of that fucking relationship too. So they're in LA. And then the last player in this, there's not a lot of players. It's the four main players. Robert Pattinson, obviously iconic queen, um, kind of got his, like, from what I gathered, his first role was um, Cedric Diggory in Goblet of Fire. You know, rest in peace. Um and then he... So he loved his franchises then. He's a franchise queen. I mean, yeah, he only made it through one movie in the Harry Potter series, but hey, I am famously a Goblet of Fire stan. Favorite book and favorite movie. Wow. So it actually yeah. matches up. Yeah, no. Goblet of Fire, I will go to the death. It is the best book and the best movie in the series. If you don't agree with me, at me. At the real Ralk on Twitter, I will fight you for it. It is the best book and the best movie in the series. It's also Rai's favorite book and favorite movie of all time, regardless of series. False, but um, it is very great. So he was in that in 2005 and um, subsequently got cast as Edward Cullen in Twilight. He does Twilight. He does Twilight. He's famous. He's famous. Um he kind of does the same career move as Kristen Stewart post Twilight as like, I'm going to do like indie movies. Um, for me, he was in water for elephants in 2011, which I read the book. I saw the movie. It's the movie and the book are both good. The book obviously is like way better, but the movie actually is really great. Reese Witherspoon's in it. Perfect. Um, he is named People's Sexiest Man Alive in 2008 and 2009. And this is the second act- straight podcast where we've had someone who was named People's Sexiest Man Alive. Last time, Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom. Named in 2004, 2004 winner. This time, uh, Robin Pattinson. Two time winner, you're saying? Two time winner, 2008, 2009. Um, hey, I mean, here's the thing I love a sexy man. <laughs> um, I can't. I'm not going to hide that. I'm not going to be ashamed of that. I actually only do scandals if it involves the sexy man alive. Fred yes. Armis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Can I ask you? So last time when we talked about the Bloom Bieber feud, I asked you who's sexier, Bloom or Bieber. This time I want to ask you, since earlier we talked about Emile Hirsch and you had a very visceral reaction to Emile Hirsch. Ooh, I see you sweating right now. Yeah. Why'd you bring him up again? I just got over it. <laughs> Emile Hirsch or Robert Pattinson? Okay. I'm going to get some flack for this. But I was never that attracted to Robert Pattinson. 
I know he was like hot shit. Like he was like the guy during the whole Twilight thing. But I was like, maybe it was because I wasn't into Twilight, but I, I, I never thought that he was that attractive. He's obviously very attractive and a gorgeous man, but I was never like, I was a, I was a Jacob fan. I was Taylor Lautner all the way. I was team Jacob. Taylor Taylor Lautner or Emile Hirsch? Okay, well, the thing with Emile Hirsch is, like, I only know him from Into the Wild. <laughs> so. Um, Fun fact, Emile Hirsch has never won People's Sexiest Man Alive Award. Unfortunate, because he is really fucking hot Into the Wild. But, yeah, I guess, like, this is my coming out story as a Team Jacob. I was Team Jacob. Based on the one Twilight movie I ever saw, and I only saw it once and never watched it again. Um, I was just more Taylor Lautner. I just didn't find Robert Pattinson that attractive. I was like, why wouldn't you choose the sexy werewolf? Like, you're a dumb bitch. Bye. I hated this whole series. Why am I doing this scandal? I fucking hate this whole thing. Um, He was also named Hollywood's top earners in 2009. He earned $18 million in just 2009 alone. And he was in Hollywood's top 40 highest earners. He also... In 2010, Time Magazine named him one of the most influential people in the world. Wow. Which, there are very few lists that I want to be on in my life. One of those few is Time Magazine's most influential people in the world. So watch out, Robert. I'm taking your spot soon enough. Maybe one day you'll influence celebrities to pick names that you approve of for their children. Gaila and Tennyson, watch your fucking backs. <laughs> oh my God, I'm like threatening children. Okay, um, I feel like I often threaten children on this podcast. It wasn't the first time, that's for sure. What's wrong with me? Okay, so that's a background on like the main players. So like obviously we already knew like most of that. So here's the shit with this. Obviously when people like when people star in like a like teen movie like iconic like pop culture moment fans are gonna want them to date in real life right of course like i wanted jennifer lawrence and josh hutcherson to date during hunger games people conflate the movie or the tv show with real life so they see their favorite tv couple or their favorite movie couple And it's understandable why uh, a lot of fans would then pine for that couple to come to fruition in real life. But it's also understandable why they would maybe because they spend so much time together filming and then, you know, they have these emotional moments on screen, but that has to kind of like relay over to off screen. We call this the uh, Brangelina. This is the Brangelina effect. Yes. Um, The Mr. and Mrs. Smith effect. So... Obviously, people are going to want them to be together. There's also, like, going to be, like, maybe a natural relationship build between the two because they're doing press together. They're going to red carpets together. They're always together. When you promote a movie together, you have to, like, spend a million hours together. So, in November of 2008, as the movie is being released and they're going on interviews and all that jazz, rumors start to spread that they are dating. But there's nothing confirmed. But months later, I'm not going to do the math, but 
in August of 2009. So for people who care about time, from November it was released until August of the next year, they are spotted in public together, looking, quote, very couply at a Kings of Leon concert. So also for people who are like trying to like date what this like relationship was, they were at a Kings of Leon concert. We know we know they were playing Sex on Fire on loop. I mean, the sex is on fire and they were making it very clear that their sex was on fire. But they are like fully like dating at the Kings of Leon concert. So then like years go by. It's kind of like I feel like I remember this where it was like, are they dating or they're not dating? But they never confirmed it. Um, and then basically a year and a half later. I assume multiple of the movies have come out by then. I didn't really do research on when the movies were coming out in like regard to their relationship because I don't care because I think the movies were terrible. But um, this is in 2011, so... I think three came out by that point. Yeah, like three of them had happened. Um, so there's a trilogy's worth of Sex on Fire. Lots of sex on fire is happening. And then um, in 2011, Kristen Stewart is interviewed by um, GQ. And she essentially is like, yeah, like, we're together. Like, she, like, tells them. Finally admits it. Why? I would assume because it's kind of like, so the trilogy, trilogy, the fucking quadruple-ology, <laughs> the saga ends in, like, 2012. So... I would assume she's like, okay, we're near the end of it. We can like kind of be more public. I wonder why they were so evasive about it up until that point. What's the difference? People are speculating. I kind of, so both of these actors are famously like very media shy. They don't really, I mean, Kristen Stewart like became almost more famous for how awkward she was in interviews. If you remember like, she won a VMA once and she literally like accepted her VMA and then she dropped it. Like she took the VMA in her hands and then she dropped it to the ground and like had to like run across the stage and pick it up. And then like went back to the microphone and was like, Oh, um, Oh my God. I'm, I'm, uh, this is so weird. And like, she's like famously very awkward. And Robert Pattinson is like very like reserved. Like he's kind of like dark and mysterious. So it's like, they're not like, they were, like, so famous, but they weren't very public, if that makes sense. I know. It's just ironic that by not putting it out there, by not confirming the story, you kind of let the story fester and become larger than life, become something much bigger than it ever needed to be. If you just go out there and say, you know what, yeah, we're dating, then there really isn't a story anymore because 90% of the story was speculation. Yeah, it was so speculation. I think they wanted to keep it to themselves, but I mean, they should know how Hollywood Hollywood works. It's like if you don't say anything, people are going to make up their own fucking like ideas of what happens. So she admits it finally. Um, six months later, Robert Pattinson's in another movie. She's on the red carpet with him. She gushes about it. She's like, "He's so good. I can't even like." grasp how good he is in it. He's so good. He's so good. So they're being publicly very um, supportive of each other at this point. 
So in August of 2011, she begins filming Snow White and the Huntsman in England slash Wales. So this is when the scandal, quote unquote, begins. So she's filming this movie, and I remember it being a kind of a big deal because it was like her next like starring role in like a big Hollywood like big budget movie, and, and people are like, "Is she going to be good? Is she not going to be good? Like, can she like play a different role?" Even though she's like iconically a really good actress. <laughs> About a year after filming starts, and keep in mind at this point. Kristen Stewart is only 22 years old. So when she was filming um, Twilight, she was like a teenager. She is caught by photographers in, in Los Angeles making out with her director of Snow White and the Huntsman, Robert Sanders. Or no, <laughs> Rupert Sanders. That was a Freudian slip of Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Rupert Sanders, who is 41 years old. So he and he's married, right? And he's married. Oh, girl. He is married with two kids, girl. So he is made. They are found making out by a photographer in LA. And like, I remember these pictures. Like, it's like they are like steamy, like intimate pictures. Like, and it's weird because like you can kind of tell in the background they're like kind of in, like, a secluded place, but they're not, like, hiding. Hmm. They were spotted driving from spot to spot. Like, so they would, like, go to some place and, like, kind of, like, make out and, like, hook up, and then they would drive to another place to, like, make out and hook up. Like, but it was still, like, public places, which is, like, so weird. And, like, get a hotel. So they were in public places, but they weren't, like, overtly public places. They were semi-secluded. Yeah, so, like, they were, like, in search of secluded places, but I don't know. Like, the pictures were so weird because it was, like, it looked like they were, like, in, like, a park or, like, on a hike. Like, I, for some reason, like, imagine it, they were on a bridge, but it was just strange. I'm, like, I feel like you guys could have, you can afford, like, a hotel room for a day or whatever. Not to say like you should definitely cheat on someone if it's in a hotel room. But be but smart like, about it. Yeah, like it's weird that they were like just like going out and about like in LA. Whereas like famously very paparazzi ridden. So I have a thought about that. That's maybe controversial, maybe totally wrong. But okay. some part of me thinks that how open they were about it must mean something. As in, maybe Kristen... They wanted to get caught. Exactly. Maybe Kristen yeah. Stewart or even Rupert Sanders wanted to get caught. Or maybe they both wanted to get caught. I don't know. But if you are a high-profile celebrity like that, uh, then you know that paparazzi is going to be following you around. And yeah. they'll be taking pictures. And it will be published. So... I guess this is the cynical part of me, but I suspect they, if they didn't want it to come out, then they definitely didn't not want it to come out. You know what I mean? Like they, they weren't worried about their relationship or their affair being unearthed. And I kind of agree with that. And like, it's kind of strange 
that they were so open about it. Like, like you said, they have the means, they have the resources to get a hotel. It's not like, you know, a normal person who may not have the funds is like, you know, do I dip into that savings account to like pony up for that hotel? And like the motels are so a bit too cheap. You know, let's just go to the park. It is free. Like they, they could get a five star penthouse. They could be at the Beverly Hilton for the day. Like it's not a big deal. But then at the same time, it's like, would they be spotted going into a hotel together? Like, well, I you don't go in together, to- right? You don't go in together. Come on. True. I'm like, they would definitely walk in together holding hands. <laughs> um, so that was on July 17th that the photographers caught them. But two days after they were spotted on the 19th, they, Stuart, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson were seen on a date at a bar in LA and they were apparently being very PDA, showing a lot of affection for each other. Then even more publicly, three days later, on July 22nd, 2012, Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson attend the Teen Choice Awards together. But not only do they attend the awards together, they actually present an award together. They walk out on stage holding hands, and before they present the award, they say, we would like to thank all of our fans for all of the support you guys have given us over the years. So they make a very public show of their affection but they also thank all of their fans for their support so it's a very public we are together and we're happy and this was after the photos leaked no this was after the photos were taken but they had not yet been leaked but the next day the day after the teen choice awards on july 23rd 2012 leaks of the of the cheating pictures appeared online. They weren't officially released yet, but pictures were leaked and it was rumored that Us Weekly was going to write a whole expose about it, essentially. So, of course, Twihards, quote-unquote. <laughs> Is that actually their name? Obsessed. Yeah, Twihards. It's like Diehards, but like Twilight. So people who are, like, obsessed with Twilight immediately are like, no way, there's no fucking way, no. And my favorite thing is all the Twilight fans were like, the photos are photoshopped. And I'm like, they're not, like, good quality photos if you've seen them. Like, they can't be photoshopped. They're just, like, normal pictures of them cheating. Is there any doubt that it's Kristen Stewart in the photos? Like, or does it look definitively like Kristen Stewart? No, it's not even like a from behind picture. It's fully like them making out and then Kristen Stewart like turning towards the cameras and it's like him. Like there's no questions. But the thing is, neither of them ever deny it. So the 23rd is when it's like revealed that there's going to be an expose. The 24th, Us Weekly officially releases the photos in their magazine. So my favorite part about this whole scandal, to be quite honest, is Rupert Sanders' wife, Liberty Ross, stage name. Great name, but stage name. She tweets on her Twitter account just the word, wow, after it's released. And then she completely deactivates her account and deletes her whole account. But she also goes on her Instagram 
and posts a picture of the animated Snow White, like Disney animated Snow White, with the caption, not so pretty or pure after all. Yes, I am so here for Liberty Petty Ross. Let's go. Liberty Petty Ross is my iconic queen. I love the picture of Snow White, not so pretty or pure after all. (laughs) Like, so good. Back-to-back scandals, right? where we get some pettiness on Instagram post-scandal. You know, I have my own problems with Instagram and Instagram culture, but I do live for the petty Instagram reaction to a scandal. If you can release a petty Instagram statement on like about a scandal, I'm all there for it. I think this tops Justin Bieber posting a picture of Miranda Kerr post-Orlando Bloom punching him. I really do. This is much better. I think so, too, because... In my head, and this is, like, totally me, like, conforming to, like, gender roles and, like, societal, like, pressure on, like, women. But I would not expect the wife of the person who's being cheated, like, the cheater, to post such a, like, harsh thing, you know? Like, in this business, in my head, someone would have been, like, Liberty, don't say anything, like, keep to yourself and we'll release release a statement when the time is right. But this bitch was like, hell nah. Put and your like, head post- down. She's move like, on. bitch. I'm going to fucking drag, drag this bitch to hell. And so you know I'm it's all- even more gutsy because all those twihards are going to go after her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, like, the thing is, is, like, I didn't know who Liberty Ross was until I fucking did this research so it's like not like she's like she was a model and she made her career off being a model also fun fact she also had a small role in this snow white movie so she was on set with kristen stewart and rupert sanders as they were having an affair which is like what so maybe she kind of like saw it coming and then that's why she was like "Mm -mm, bitch so shit gets even crazier because The day after it's released, after Liberty Ross does her random social media thing, Kristen Stewart, to this day, releases one of the weirdest statements about a scandal ever. It's so weird. And the only reason it's weird is because I think we're accustomed to very, like, well-spoken through the publicist, like, buzzword, deflect the matter statements after a scandal, right? We're used to, like, well-written apology. Yeah, hyper-PR-conscious, or PR-written. Right, very PR, like, through the agency. No, no, no. Kristen Stewart's was, like, a mess. (laughs) So, and I quote, I'm deeply sorry for the hurt and embarrassment I've caused to those close to me, and to everyone this has affected. This momentary indiscretion has jeopardized the most important thing in my life. The person I love and respect the most, Rob. I love him. I love him. I'm so sorry. That was her statement. (laughs) To me, it's so weird. It's like half stream of consciousness, half... Like, a little bit... It feels a little bit PR-managed. It's not, like, totally off the rails. I don't know. For me, it's like, and I'm not saying like they shouldn't like own up to what they did, but to me, it's literally like 
the day after this scandal was revealed, she's literally like, I did it and I'm the worst and I'm sorry. And oh my God, I not even like, I shouldn't have done it. She's like, I'm just sorry that I'm hurting all these people, which I guess is good. It's just very not on Hollywood, this statement to me. So you think she should have gone the whole like deflection route, like deflect the blame or maybe even denial no. route? Like that's not me in the photo? No, no, no. I I support, I think that what she did is good. I think that as a person, I respect her for having the statement. But coming from someone who our job is to dissect Hollywood scandals, this is a very strange scandal reaction to me. Right. Does that not feel weird? It's very just like, I'm so sorry and I love you. I I love the person I cheated on and I love him so much and he's the most important person to me in my whole life, but I cheated on him, but I love him. That's the weird part where she goes, I love him. I love him. And he's the one I hurt the most, Rob. No, yeah, that part is definitely a little weird. I don't think it's as weird as you're making it out to be, to be honest, because I feel like it's a template that a lot of celebrities are trying to follow, which is the own up to it template. And of course, apologize to quote unquote, everyone you hurt, which is that has shades of PR right there. Yeah, because she doesn't really need to apologize to the fans and uh, to friends and family or whatever. I was half expecting when you were building it up that she actually say, like, I can't believe I let down the Twi hearts. Oh, oh my God, no. This bitch does not care about her Twilight fans. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been the best. Like, all you Twi hearts out there, like, you're saying it's Photoshop. It's not Photoshop. That's real. That was me outside of the Beverly Hotel. No. So the thing is, is that, like, the vibe I kind of got from both her and Robert Pattinson after this was like this whole thing was blown out of proportion to the point where like, that's why I didn't want to be this famous and I'll kind of get to that. But so on the same day that she releases her statement, Rupert Sanders releases his statement. He says, I am utterly distraught about the pain I have caused my family. My beautiful wife and heavenly children are all I have in this world. I love them with all my heart. I am praying that we can get through this together. I heard Skyla was really upset about this. Skyla was a fat bitch about it, honestly. And Tennyson was like, only worse. Um, So that was his statement. So they're basically essentially being like, yeah, we cheated on our loved ones, but we love our loved ones. And I'm like, wait, what? So naturally- To me, you know what that is? To me, that's like the half hue. That's the half hue. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh my god, the half hue. That's the half hue. And, and if y'all like don't that. get, yeah, I should. If y'all don't get the reference, Hugh Grant, after he cheated on Elizabeth Hurley, went on a media blitz. And I'm not over exaggerating when I say media blitz. He went on like four or five different shows within two weeks of cheating on Elizabeth Hurley. And not only cheating on her, but cheating on her with a prostitute and getting arrested for it. And. He goes on Jay Leno, he goes on Larry King Live, he goes on every show imaginable. That's the hue. That's the full hue. That's That's the full hue. hue. They did like a quarter hue or even a half hue. But if you really want to do the whole, I'm so sorry for cheating, own up to it, 
yeah. but also say, I love this person. I need this person in my life, which Hugh did. And Hugh and Elizabeth Hurley continue to date for years and years and years after the incident and continue to be best friends. Um, if you want to do the Hugh, you got to go full Hugh. You can't go half Hugh. You have to go hashtag full Hugh, um, and they are going hashtag half Hugh. And the thing is, is that like I, I respect Kristen and Robert. We're besties, Kristen and Robert. Kristen and Robert's hashtag half Hugh. Chrissy and Robbie. Kiki and Rara. Um, they're half Hugh. I don't really respect Rupert's Ruru, as I call him, half Hugh. Um, and I'll tell you why. So, to quickly just sum up the like um, aftermath of this drama, Twihards are devastated. So Twihards are like fully being like, no, 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 and then they absolutely destroy Kiki. Um, they're like, literally, there was like a viral video of some girl sobbing on YouTube, being like, how could you? do this to Robert and like if you really loved him you wouldn't have done it and honestly even if you loved him you would have still done it but you wouldn't have been as stupid as to get caught (laughs) and I'm like wait what is this like the Britney video but adjacent to it you know like essentially like leave Britney alone but she's like at least don't be stupid and get caught like I don't care if you cheat but like why would you make it public and I'm like oh my god teenagers should not be allowed like a fucking computer right have you ever been invested in a celebrity relationship as much as the Twihards were invested in Chrissy and Robbie to that extent no not you never ugly cried to your phone Taking a selfie I'm video? I'm not ugly crying. No, 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 no. Oh, my God, girl. Um, I love celebrities. I love celebrity scandals. I love, like, Hollywood gossip. Don't get me wrong. I have a whole podcast on it. But I'm not, like, to the point where, like, that's my emotional, like, outlet. <laughs> I would say the most attached I've ever been to a celebrity slash celebrity couple would be, like, Miley Cyrus. And Liam. And, like, Liam Hemsworth, yeah. And, like... Even then, I mostly just, like, love Miley Cyrus, like, so much. Like, I'm obsessed with her. And I think Liam Hemsworth is, like, really hot. Like, I don't really, really care as much about him. I just want her to be happy. So, like, I guess when they broke up, I was like, oh, like, no, like, mm." And then when they got back together, I'm like, oh, yes, like, yay. Like, I'm so happy they're happy. But it's mostly just because I, like, love Miley Cyrus. Like, I'm obsessed with Miley Cyrus. But I'm not, like, crying on the internet about it. Yeah. I'm tweeting, like, really emotionally about it. (laughs) But I'm not, like, doing a video. You're not going to do a selfie video where you ugly cry about it. No, 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 no. I mean, maybe one day. But, like, I will have to be, like, mentally, like, unwell and, like, very drunk, probably. If you ever have a Leave Britney Alone-esque video, I would just be so happy. I mean, if it makes me viral and famous, I will do it. But, like, so this all happens, like, around July 25th. July 26th, no word for Broughton Pattinson. Rumor has it he's hiding out at Reese Witherspoon's $7 million ranch in Ojai, California. So I mentioned earlier, Reese Witherspoon and Robert Pattinson starred together in the movie adaptation of Water for Elephants. 
If you haven't read the book Router for Elephants, stop what you're doing right now and go rent it from the library. It's an amazing book. The movie is actually very, very, very well done as well, but the book is even better. Anywho, sirs. So apparently he kind of like took a weekend away at Reese Witherspoon's $7 million ranch in Ojai, California. Everyone was like, he was really upset about it. He was kind of taken, he didn't know it was happening. So he was taken off guard because they were filming in England and he was still in America. So it wasn't like they were even like really together. A couple months later, apparently they made up Robert and Kristen and they had lived to, had moved out obviously. And then he moved back in with her in September. In October, they were spotted together for the first time since the scandal. They were spotted in public together at a bar in LA, looking like they were having a good time. Uh, on the same weekend that Kristen and Rob were spotted together, Rupert and Liberty were also spotted together, but they were spotted together coming out of a couple's counseling session. <laughs> so they, they so, went in two totally different directions. Yeah. Rupert and Liberty were doing couples counseling. Uh, Robert and Kristen were going to a bar together. But same weekend. So about a month later in November, the Breaking Dawn Part 2. I don't even know how many fucking parts there were, but Part 2 premieres. Um, it's the first time that they've premiered, or they've been at a red carpet together, Robert and Kristen. Um, Kristen was asked, so are you back together? And she responds... I like to keep the fans interested in the movie that they think our lives are. I like to keep them guessing. That's all I'll say. That answers my earlier question, by the way, or my earlier observation, Rye, when I said, why don't they just end the speculation? That's why she likes to play this little game. So she may be media shy, but she likes to play the media game a little bit. Maybe not in front of the camera, but behind the scenes. I agree. I think that it's very much like, she said, I like to keep them guessing, but the way I get it is that I don't see either of them as people who like to live their lives publicly. So for me, I'm like, of course she's going to be asked about it on the red carpet premiere. And her thing is like, hey, if people who love our movies and love our relationship want to create this dramatic soap opera thing about a relationship, let them have that. I'm not going to say whether we're together. I'm not going to say whether we're not together because it's none of their business. And the only reason I also think this is because Robert Pattinson is in an interview asked about it after they've broken up officially. He's asked about it and he said, you know, shit happens. It's just young people. It's normal. And honestly, who gives a shit? And I feel like that sums up them as tabloid fodder it's like we're normal people who wanted to be actors and we became so fucking famous overnight and our relationship went a little bit haywire that happens with a lot of people keep in mind when this all happened they were in their early 20s nobody has a perfect relationship in their early 20s i think that their reaction to it was like yeah we were a fucking mess and it got totally blown up out of proportion and if you guys want to, like, keep dwelling on it, then go ahead. But, like, we've moved on, and we don't fucking care anymore, and we're happy. Like, from what I've gathered, they're still friends to this day, and they both have very successful careers. So it's not like it's, like, this huge thing. Funnily enough, 
Rupert Sanders and Liberty Ross tried to make it work. Um, in January of 2013, Liberty files for divorce against Sanders. Mm. Um, they agree on joint custody of their children. And Liberty is essentially paid off for legal fees. She essentially gets to keep a lot of the money, but they have joint custody of their children. Of Tennyson and Skyla? Tennyson and Sky Sky. Tenny and Sky Sky. Um, ten Ten and Sky Sky. I hate them. Oh my God. I need to stop hating children, but I hate them just based on their names. Um, Who do you hate more? Them or Orlando Bloom's son? What was his son's name? Flynn Bloom. No, I hate Flynn Bloom the most. <laughs> Tennyson, I think, is, like, actually a really pretty name. It's just, like, so extra. So they got a divorce, joint custody of the children with obnoxious names. Um, Liberty said, it was really the worst. I just didn't have any more to give. So they tried it out. You know, they tried to make it work. Robert and Kristen, you know, after the scandal, they tried to make it work as well. And then finally, in May... Of 2013, Robert is photographed moving out of Kristen Stewart's home. He has all his stuff packed up in his um, in his truck, including his dogs, which apparently lived with them. Um, yeah, and they broke up and they moved on, and they ended up having really great careers. So weirdly enough, like this whole drama got brought up again for all of the people just two years ago in 2017. So I'm just gonna give like a quick follow up. A lot of people might remember the movie Ghost in the Shell. It was a flop, but it it was Scarlett Johansson playing an Asian character. I remember so, this. You know. But guess who was the director of Ghost in the Shell? Rupert Sanders. Rupee, 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 San San. Rupee, Rupee, San San. So Rupert Sanders was um, the director of Ghost in the Shell, which was a huge box office, office flop based on the fact that it was supposed to be an Asian character played by a very white Scarlett Johansson. I'm sure it was just a bad movie in general, too. But during his um, press tour, he was actually asked about the scandal with Kristen Stewart. And this was a very strange reaction to it. And keep in mind, this is like about five years later, but this is his reaction. You never know what's coming in life. Around every corner, there's something unexpected. And that's life. You just have to brush yourself off and continue moving forward the best you can. Everyone makes mistakes. I am bound to make more mistakes. And I wouldn't expect my life to be exciting if I didn't. If you took people off the table for a momentary lapse in judgment, there would be no one making art. (laughs) So he essentially says that not only was this a momentary lapse in judgment, but that Without something like this, his life wouldn't be exciting. Which, like, mm, I think that maybe, like, directing a $200 million movie might be exciting without having to cheat on your wife. But, hey, that's just me. But how about the fact that, right, let's let's address this. You know, when you go around that corner, right? Life's just Mm -hmm. unexpected. And you go around that corner and you just unexpectedly make out with Kristen Stewart in a park. But, hey, you know what? That's just life. You know, I remember that one time when I turned around that corner and I unexpectedly made out with Kristen Stewart in a park. So unexpected. No, absolutely same, but it was like Liam Hemsworth and like that's why Miley Cyrus and him broke up. It was like a whole thing. But I remember that drama. 
Luckily for me, it was not in the tabloids. So Kristen Stewart also spoke about this in 2017. She said, speaking very candidly, it was a really traumatic period in my early 20s. That kickstarted something in me that was a bit more feral. I am really proud that I'm able to move forward and not fall into every mental crater. She kind of like admitted that she was like, I was fucking young and it was fucking traumatic. And like, that was the worst experience of my life. Stuart famously has come out as gay. She hosted SNL in February of 2017 and she had a whole skit about being gay. And then she later clarified in an interview that she's bisexual And she has a quote saying, a lot of people think that bisexual means that you're just confused, but I don't think I'm confused. For me, it's quite the opposite. I just like to fall in love with people, which I love. And like I said earlier in the podcast, she's done some amazing work. If you guys are counting her out because of Twilight, don't go watch Clouds of Sils Maria. It's an amazing movie. She's incredible in it. To be fair, I was very high when I watched it, but... (laughs) It was really good. <laughs> this whole podcast was just one giant Kristen Stewart plug. <laughs> Honestly, I never thought I would be a Kristen Stewart stan, but here I am. Um, Robert Pattinson eventually became engaged to singer FKA Twigs in 2015, but that engagement only lasted about a year and a half. Um, funny little moment. So Liberty Ross... She, when they moved to LA from England, she stopped working. She essentially became a stay-at-home mom. But after the affair, she kind of used it as a career comeback, which, like, go you, girl. So um, she actually had a whole spread in Vanity Fair, and then she was actually a runway model for Alexander Wang in New York Fashion Week um, that same year. So she kind of, like, was like, you know what? If my fucking husband's going to be a skis bag, I'm going to fucking get my career back in path because I don't need to be a stay-at-home mom for a guy who's a douche. Um, in 2014, she got married to record producer Jimmy Levine, who co-founded Interscope Records. So, wow. I mean, hugely successful. He's yeah. probably super wealthy. Yeah, so she's like, bye! Congrats on directing two movies. Um, I'm going to marry the guy who <laughs> invented the biggest fucking record company ever. Um, they did make a sequel to the Snow White and the Huntsman. Neither Rupert Sanders nor Kristen Stewart came back for the sequel. Um, she's quoted saying, it wasn't a situation where I got kicked off the movie because I got in trouble. We had been talk, we had been in talks for months about making a sequel work, but it never came together. And famously, um, the sequel to Snow White cut Snow White out of the movie entirely and focused on the love interest. So there's that. Um, Honestly, Rye, the real winner of this story is Libby Libby Ross Ross. Libby Libby Ro Ro, honestly iconic moment for her. Um, I, I believe that too. And funny enough, when I started researching this, I only had Kiki Stustu, uh, Robo, Roro Pat Pat, and Ruru San San as the only three players in it. And I was like, the more I researched this, the more Libby Libby Roro is like my main queen in this whole situation. And when I so look I at started researching her more. When I look at Lee Lee Roro's entire timeline, we're talking about someone who was essentially in obscurity. When you started this story, I thought Lee Lee Roro Lee Lee was not <laughs> even going to be a relevant part of the story. And then she yeah. comes out of it 
with the Alexander Wang New York Fashion Week model runway. Alexander Wang Fashion Week model runway. Incredibly petty, effective Instagram post. Iconic. Iconic Instagram post. Millions of dollars out of the divorce settlement. Hell and yes. Married- Huge record producer with one of the biggest fucking recording companies on earth. Honestly. Custody of Sky Sky 1010. Sky Sky and 1010. Honestly, 2019 mood and goals. Liberty Ross. She's an iconic queen. If you could take anything away from this podcast, be more like Liberty Ross. Hashtag stand for Liberty Ross. What should what should the Liberty Ross Stan Club be called? Like, there's the Twihards, there's the Arianators. The Libertarians. <laughs> I think that's something else, so people may get confused. Is that taken already? Maybe, it may be, it may be. Um, okay, the Statues of Liberties. I love it. I'm literally part of the Statues of Liberties. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing either, so we could take sole ownership of that term. Nobody has heard of that before, so it's perfect. <laughs> Right, that was an awesome scandal. I had never, I don't know if I heard about it, but I definitely didn't remember it. So that was that was a fun little um, blast from the past. Thank you. It was a little bit of a mess, but I mean, it was all over the, we know the early 2010s, it was a mess in general. So you got to piece it together. I remember the Kristen Stewart, uh, Robert Pattinson relationship, but I honestly uh, couldn't tell you before this podcast how it ended. But now I know. Well, honestly, same. Um, I did. I did my research, um, which I'm always really good about. So good for me. Thank, Thank you, you for me. That. And you knew your dates this time. This time, you actually had your dates on point. I was really good about dates this time. I've been trying to make an effort for that because I feel like my like not knowing dates like shtick is is coming to an end. But I'm really trying to make progression in my life. Um, as I turn 26 this week, I'm trying to make um. You know, just trying to, like, improve my life. And one of my improvements is knowing dates. But I'm glad you didn't go cold turkey. Uh, So you blessed us with the fact that you had no clue when any of the Twilight movies came out. And honestly, I feel like I'm deserving of not knowing that because those movies were fucking terrible. And I saw the first one and literally was like, I'm not going to see any more of these. So I can't be bothered with learning about those. But otherwise, I feel like I was really, like, knowledgeable, like, such an intellectual... Like, probably the smartest person that anyone in my, like, friend group knows. But, you know, I'm not going to, like, give myself those titles. <laughs> I think the fans will be able to, like, say that about me once they listen to this. And if the fans want to uh, call you the most academic, most intelligent person on Earth, they can do so at <laughs> the real Alk on Twitter. <laughs> at Alk on Instagram. Bitch. That's a promo. But seriously, thank you guys so much for listening. That was another Holly Shook episode with Armin and Ryan. Um, If you guys are enjoying this, subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, at Holly Shook Pod, and let your friends know. I feel like people want to know about these Hollywood scandals, but they're too ashamed to admit it. But if you tell your friend that you like it, they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm allowed to like it too. Trust me. The more people I tell about it, they're like, you know what? I agree. I want to know about fucking pointless celebrity scandals from the past. That's all I want to fucking know about. It's a distraction from today's real world. With all the heavy news out there in the world, you need an hour of reprieve in your week. Reprieve. Just one hour. 
Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you next week for another amazing, iconic, and shocking Holly Shook podcast. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 